0: Hey there. Do you love Kindling Conversation? Make your voice heard and vote for it at the Australian Podcast Awards. Head to kindling.com.au slash vote. But do it soon, because voting closes April 1st. On Monday's Mothercraft
1: Nurse, Chris Minogue is in the studio and she's here to help you tweak your family life so that it works for you. So, yes, the weekend can be tough for some of us when our kids are not doing quite what we'd like them to do. And while we can't really force them to do what we want them to do, really. Chris Minogue is a Mothercraft nurse who knows just how to help us just tweak a few things, change a few things around that will work for your baby toddler or child and hopefully work for you as well so if you have a question the time now is to it's time now to call 1800 kids radio that's 1800 543 772 if you're watching us live on facebook you can pop your question below where you see the video um chris hello nice to have you with us again thank you very much of course if you haven't um been with us before. Chris has over 30 years experience helping families with their children. She also has a book called Bringing Baby Home and she helps everyone every (laughs) every week. So I have not seen a question she hasn't been able to answer yet but first let's come to a question from Kate. Now Kate if you are um, listening or watching now I apologize I've truncated your question because you have quite a few specific things in here but I know that it's easier for Chris to answer this in a more general sense so I'm just going to read this out to you, Chris. Thanks. Kate says I'm a first-time mum due mid-August. I'm yep. a very organized and planned person. I'm a primary school teacher so I know I will eventually be pushing for a routine with my baby as soon as that becomes possible, as this is how I best operate as a person. I'd like to get my head around the feeding, bathing, sleeping patterns and ages, stages these develop roughly. And then Kate goes into some of the examples that she's read. But I yep. thought, you are, be- you are an antenatal educator. This yeah, is stuff that's you do right. all the time. So I thought I'd let you answer the way Kate, she would answer yeah.
0: normally. So it looks like from what you've said here, Kate, that you're about four months, three to four months pregnant. And you're starting to think about, well, well, what's going to happen when we move forward? So the first thing I would advise you is to take a little breath and calm down just a little bit in terms of trying to answer all those questions. So usually what I would say to a mum is that we're going to start with a really small piece of information and then we're going to build on top of that. So um, along your journey through your pregnancy, you will start to do some antenatal classes. And in the antenatal classes, they will address some of these really um, common questions. All your questions are really common. And also to give you an idea of what to expect at first. So for instance, I would be talking to you about those first early weeks of bringing the baby home. Um, I recognise that you'd like a routine and a rhythm and that's for an older baby to be able to achieve. So that's six, 12 weeks down the track. For some babies it may not be for five months. Now I don't want that to overwhelm you but what I would say is in the first weeks of bringing your baby home you're really getting to know each other and what you need from each other. So keep the information really simple um, in terms of feeding, how much to feed and when to feed and get really good at that part of it and then work on the sleep. So signals for sleeps or cues for sleeps, wrapping, cuddling, popping the baby down. So we're going to keep the information really small so that you can grasp that and feel really confident what you're doing with the baby at that stage. Then you've got places like Early Childhood Sisters, um, Tresillian and Karatani who could also give you advice as that baby grows older. Not as a plug and as a plug, what you're asking here is sort of how the book is set out, my book. It's set out in very small pieces of information that you can build on. So one or two resources and someone to speak to is going to help answer these questions. But at any time, you can give us a call back here and we can help guide you through it as well. So Kate, that
1: book is Bringing Baby Home by Chris Minogue and um, we might put a link up on our website yeah. if you want to go to that. Uh, and I'm sorry, I didn't go into the speci- specifics of your questions because if one, if there's one thing I've learnt, it's that <laughs> all babies are different, different. So we could try and answer them and then it's going to be completely different for yeah. you. But we would love to support you
0: yeah, when absolutely. the time comes.
1: So um, see how you go, but please yeah. do give us a call back or email back and... Um, And also from my experience um, with what Chris was saying in terms of the time periods that babies can start to learn, it is definitely possible uh, with guidance of someone like Chris to get some yeah, kind of absolutely. rhythm going
0: so we're not saying you can't do it just that maybe wait till we have your little one um, yeah around. that's right and and those early weeks and when we talk about early weeks we're talking about three to four weeks so we're not talking very far down the track is really just getting to know each other and then we would be happy to help you put a bit more rhythm into that and then bring it to the place you need it to be um, to feel confident with handling the baby
1: All right. Well, good luck with all of that, Kate. I can't wait to hear about your little one when they're finally here. Uh, We have a question from Lauren on Facebook. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for the question. She says, "Uh, my milk has slowed to pretty much non-existent since I started working. I've transferred my seven-month-old to formula, but he won't take it from me, and he refuses the boob. What do I do? We've got more details, though. He has started on solids. He has puree and finger foods, feeding probably three times in a day and once overnight night he will take the bottle from my husband anyone else just not me he also forgot
0: how to latch so when I'm alone with
1: him I struggle to feed him at all oh
0: Lauren I'm so sorry for this but what I would say is it sounds like he's weaned himself now you might have gone back to work for a couple of days and for a couple of days he's just had bottles and now he's just clicked in that that's how he is going to feed so take a little breath and the good thing is that he's taking feeds from other people, so he's not trying to not feed at all. He should have, um, at seven months, he should have four milk feeds and three meals in a 24-hour period, and it sounds like that's what he's doing. Um, so commonly we'd have four in the day and three meals, or you could have three in the day and one overnight, which is what he's doing. Now to get him to accept it from you, the first thing I would do is on the days that you're at home with him – I'd maybe sit on the floor and put him in his bouncer so he's up nice and close to you. So his head's about here and you're looking at him and you feed him where he's sitting in his little bouncer chair and you're sitting right beside him and get the eye to eye contact going back again. Have a look at the way other people are feeding him. So if they're always feeding him outwardly, so some people sit their baby on their lap and the baby's looking outwardly and they bring a bottle in that way and he just may not have associated that with the way you hold him. So I would start by keeping him really close then I'd get him to sit on your knee and look up at you and then I'd relax it into the position that you know to feed a baby where they're laying more across you. If he can take it from others, he can definitely take it from you. It's just what he associates with the things that you do for him. So take it really slowly, sit really closely to him and put the bottle in and then transfer him to your lap and then get him into a feeding position and I'm sure in no time he'll be taking the bottle from you as well.
1: Good luck with that, Lauren. You are listening to Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. I'm Siobhan Hunt from Kindling Conversation. If you have a question you'd like to ask Chris, you can either pop it below on the Facebook feed, if that's where you're watching us, on Facebook Live, or you can give us a call on 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. Um, this comes from an exhausted single mum. She says, I need help, in big capitals. <laughs> My little boy is 26 months old and spends 26. three... three. Twins and, and spends three nights a fortnight at dad's one night, one week, two nights the next week, along with his big seven year old brother. My ex will not talk to me about, About their time with him at all. Problem is that my little guy seems to wake every 90 minutes after I put him to bed in his own bed by somewhere between 2 and 4am. I am zonked from getting up and he's in my bed after that and so we both get some sleep. Usually I either sit next to him and shh him back to sleep. However, sometimes he is distraught and needs a cuddle back to sleep. He sleeps about one to one and a half hours during the day, starting anywhere from from 11.30 to 1.00 p.m. I am one exhausted single mama with no family close by. Any advice is greatly appreciated. P.S. His sleep was getting a bit better before he started nights at his dad's September last year. No possibility of changing that scenario, unfortunately. And currently waiting for the last two molars to come through. That's a
0: tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one because you're not sure what's happening when he's with his dad. Um, And it could be anything from sleeping with him to actually the same behaviour happening for him as well. So you do have him the majority of the time. So I think we should just fix this as if it was a two-year-old who was having trouble going to bed and sleeping and he needs a lot of reassurance. So um, I would put him to bed, so create his bed space, sit on his bed, read him stories, give him cuddles, talk about the day and talk about just very quickly about what you're expecting from him. So mummy's going to lay you down now. Um, I'm going to leave the door open if that's the case. The light will be on in the hallway, Um, but it's time for going to sleep. So the first thing is telling him what you want. He may still be in a cot actually because he's only two, two and two months. Um, Oh, no, he's in a bed. I put him in a bed of his own. In his own bed, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So he is little for going into the bed, so it's going to take a little bit more time and patience as well. And then um, when he cries out or gets out, I just walk him back to his bed, put him back into his bed, um, try and sit with him a little bit because there's also the difference in what happens between dad and mum's place. Sit with him a little bit, walk back out, um, backwards, in and out, in and out, which is similar what to what you're doing. At there's some point where he's got to start putting himself back to bed. So normally what I would say about this is maybe on the third time you would get out of Portacot and say, if you can't stay in your big bed, I'm going to put you in the Porticot. And he might do better with those surroundings around him. He might feel a little bit more secure by doing that. And if you have to go back into him, pick him up, give him a kiss, cuddle, put him in the portacot, and walk out, leave him for a period of time to try and self-settle. Go back in, lay him down, and go backwards and forwards until he's settled. I think this is really difficult because you're not sure what happens at at um, your partner's um, place when he sleeps. And it's not right or not fair to ask the seven-year-old what goes on. Um, I think you could ask that in a gentle way, like, does he sleep when he's at daddy's place? Um, but you don't want to put the seven-year-old in that position. So in this one, you, I think you just have to go gently and repeat it over and over again until he gets it. So I don't know if that's gonna help you, but I think it's one of those things where he's trying to work out whose place is at and who's gonna put him to sleep. There's a lot more going on than just the actual act of him staying in his bed. But consistency does work. So I would try backwards and forwards for a little bit and then maybe the portacot and then put him in the porticot. He might be looking at the security around him. And we sincerely hope that exhausted
1: single mama <laughs> turns yeah. into very more well, rested. Yeah, more rested and happy and calm single mama. So good luck with that. And yeah. please feel free to get back to us and another time if that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but when you say consistency, I always like to ask, how long should she give herself to try and especially? Three to
0: five days. Okay. And you she, by the sounds of it, you have three to five or nights, three to five days and nights to do that between okay. the visits. Um, so three to five days.
1: Yeah, stick with it. And um, We have a question from Brooke on Facebook. Hi, Brooke. Thanks for the question. Um, uh, hi, I want to ask about encouraging baby to take a bottle. Our almost eight-month-old is refusing the bottle and has started daycare. He's also a natural finger food bub. So daycare days, he's not eating much off the spoon and doesn't drink the bottle. He's not great with sippy cups either. He really likes feeding himself rather than having someone else run the show. This leads to many catch-up breastfeeds than night after daycare and me slurring words at work. Not a good look. Any advice? Right.
0: Um, Here we go back to consistency again. So lots of people tell me their babies are, you know, really want to eat independently, which is fine if they can manage the amount of food that's needed. But if they can't, sometimes we have to sort of help them along there a little bit. Um, This is a really common question when they've been breastfed really well to suddenly start a bottle at eight months and he might only be needing to go to daycare two or three days a week so it's only two or three bottles so it takes him a really long time to get used to the bottle. I would cup feed him um, in an open cup at this age um, just to take the stress off everyone Um, and I think what's happening here is that you're picking the feeds up overnight and therefore he's getting used to feeding overnight. And inadvertently, that's creating the problem because he can get through the day without the feeds because he picks them up at night. So it all gets pretty confusing. So the first thing is to go back to the rhythm of what you're using in the day. With an eight-month-old, when he gets up in the morning, I'd probably give him his breakfast first because he's had feeds overnight. And he might allow you to... to, um, spoon in some food like yogurt and fruit or wheat or something like that and then offer him um, a breastfeed about half an hour later because he's had feeds overnight. Off he goes to daycare, daycare will give him morning tea, they'll give him lunch, they give him a lot of food, morning tea, they give him lunch and then with the lunch what I do is get a little tiny bit of milk like about i don't know 50 mils in a cup and just sit there and just tip the milk to the edge of the cup and let him drink off at this age children are really curious about a glass of water if you have a glass of water they're going for it so in this case we can give him a little bit of milk and let him tip and take that milk if he's not great with the bottle it doesn't surprise me that he's not doing the sippy cup because he's not doing the bottle either But keep putting that sippy cup down and try a straw cup because that might get him to take it a little bit more and a little bit more consistently and it doesn't feel like a bottle. So try a straw cup and see if that might work. Um, And then obviously they'll give him afternoon tea, you, brick come home, give him dinner and then you give him a breastfeed. Now the trick is to stop feeding him so much overnight. I know that's really difficult, but it's sort of reinforcing that he will get it and he'll get it at night and it creates that night problem. So first time he wakes, resettle him. Second time he wakes, fully feed him. Third time he wakes, resettle him. And I think that will aid his ability to take more fluid in the day.
1: Sounds like sounds like very straightforward advice. Yeah, Good luck it's with planned. <laughs> um you, this is Kindling Helpline <laughs> with Mother Craft Nurse Chris Minogue. If this is your first time with us, Chris has over thirty years experience helping families with their babies, small children, all sorts of things. We get lots of questions about sleep, but they're yeah. all different. So Feel free to um, ask your question either by giving us a call on one kids radio or you can comment on the Facebook video feed if you're watching this on Facebook Live. We have a question um, from, I'm just waiting for it to come up. I'll go for Chloe. Right. Hi, Chloe. Sorry, just getting it up on the screen now. Um, are you answering questions about toddlers too? Yes. Yes. We are having difficult potty training a three-year-old boy who knows what to do and has done it before, sitting on potty of his own volition and doing both number ones and number twos, but four days is in – is sorry, but we're four days in now and resisting sitting on the potty and holding it in.
0: Help. Uh, so, Chloe, the good thing is lots of kids do this. Um is it a potty I, regression? I know you don't like that word. <laughs> I but. hate that word. Uh, it could be. It could be the way that you're doing it. So there's two sort of different ways of potty training or toilet training in a child. One is with a little bit of structure and the other one is where the potty's there and you keep taking them to the potty. Now, if you're using the one where the potty's just over there and you keep talking to them about the potty, do you want to do a wee, let's sit on the toilet, do you want to do a wee, they'll just stop because it's too much information. So let's try a different way. The first thing I usually do is I don't use a potty. I use the toilet. So I get a little toilet, soft little toilet seat, put it on in a little step because that's also what he sees generally. If he's at daycare, he sees little toilets. So I would, the first week, I, this is how I would do it. I'd stop what you're doing for about a week. I just put him back in nappies for a week. And then a week later, I would say, um, we're going to the park. Do you want to sit on the toilet to try for a wee? So it's about the language. We are going to the park. Do you want to sit on the toilet? And if he says no, then you say, okay. (laughs) So then you come home, it's lunchtime. Do you want to sit on the toilet and try for a wee? And he says, no. And you say, okay. So what we're doing for a week is just taking the pressure off him to do it to achieve it. The other thing I do is I don't use any bribery and corruption. So everybody has to go to the toilet. So the more you keep saying, if you do a wee, I'll give you a chocolate, or if you do a wee, I'll give you a red frog, the more they're looking for the reward, but they're not learning what their body needs to do to go to the toilet. So that week goes past. And then the next week I'd say, let's try with your little underwear. So we put little underwear t-shirt on him. And again, I do gentle reminders. We're going down the park. Would you like to try for a wee before we go? And, and I would keep the, the language like this for him because he's done really well for four days and for some reason he's pulling back. And I think if we force it, he'll pull right back. So I think for a few weeks we just have to pull back and give the suggestion. But when you're at home, put a little underwear on him and when you're going out, put pull-ups on him so he has to stand and pull them down. So it gives him the same... Um, behavior around going to the toilet give that a try for a few weeks and see if that turns it around but my biggest thing to parents is when you're toiling training don't do it often and frequently because the, the children will just put their hands up and say no more just do it you know two or three or four times a day that's all
1: all right good luck with that chloe we have a question
0: from karen on facebook my
1: two-and-a-half-year-old wakes once per night, most nights. He comes into our room and I take him back to his room and sit on his floor. Yeah. I then have to wait until he falls asleep until I leave the room as he gets upset if I try to leave. Any ideas how I can help to stop the pattern of him waking and coming to get me each night? He doesn't nap in the day and sleeps from 7.30 p.m. till 6.30, 37 a.m. At bedtime after a story, we turn off the light and try and leave the room and let him fall asleep by himself. Sometimes this work and other days we have to go back in and sit on the floor, sit on the
0: floor until he falls asleep. Okay. I think this is just behavioural. So when he wakes up and he does it, he he needs to see you visually there to go back to sleep. He's doing well in that he's off his day sleep and you're not always having to uh, to sit by him. But you're probably just sitting too close to him. So let's start by giving him a kiss and a cuddle and popping him down and walking out just like you do. Um, But then when he calls out, how about just standing at the door and saying, I can't come in until you're back in your bed. And you've got to get him back in your bed. So he gets back in the bed, you walk up, you give him a kiss, you tell him it's time for sleep and then walk out again and then the next time he calls out or he walks out you go as far as the door you say you need to get back into bed then you give him the kiss and the cuddle and you walk out again I think he's just got used to you physically being there as he falls asleep so when he wakes up in the middle of the night he he hasn't got that same feeling and I think you just have to teach him to go to sleep but you're much further away so that'll make it easier for him at night when he wakes up to go back to sleep on his own. So just pull back a little bit further.
1: Yes wandering children happens in my household yeah
0: there's always a good wanderer (laughs) Uh,
1: Marie says on Facebook um, she has a little boy who's now 30 months old and Mm -hmm. is refusing food quite frequently we have taken him to the doctor and he's now iron deficient we've tried everything and really try hard not to make a big deal with him about food most of the time he just asks for milk in the mornings I succumb with a low sugar vanilla up and go so that we can all get out the door to work at other times though what do you recommend
0: this one so he's about two and a half from 30 months of age and two and a half year olds can be tricky about eating the first thing I would do is actually write yourself a list of all the foods he ate in a week and the reason for this is then you've actually got an idea because when there's a focus but not a focus as in we're aware that there's a problem we don't actually see that they are actually eating, but they might be drip eating. So they have a little bit at lunch, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and two snacks in between. So I recently went to a conference and the best bit of advice was to, to start with these children is to generally take milk away from them because milk can fill them. So an up and go is about that big. So it must be about 150 mils. So if I drank 150 mils of milk in the morning, I probably wouldn't be hungry for a while. So I would just give him this much, like a little drink, so that it actually starts his appetite. And on the days that you don't have to get out of the house, I would start with breakfast first and say, we need to eat some breakfast and then we can have some milk, which would be the little bit in the cup. Then take down how much food he's actually eating and the quantities. And sometimes that's easier by taking a photo of what you've made and then taking a photo of what's left behind. Because, it's again, it's about a perception. And then um, from there, if you have a real problem, like he really isn't taking a lot, iron deficiency is um, very common in, new, in newborns, in um, two-and-a-half-year-olds, because they don't eat a lot of meat. They tend to eat lots of passes, lots of carbohydrates. So I think you need to get a good record of what he is and isn't eating. I think you need to not snack him. You may not be doing that, but not snack him. So give him three meals, say seven, lunch between 11.30 and 12, dinner between 4.30 and 5. And then after that, he could have some fruit or something. And then if you really do have a problem, I'd go and see a really good nu- nutritionist or dietitian to help you increase um, his intake. But starting the day with milk is probably where the problem is existing because it doesn't take much milk to fill full for a long time.
1: All right. Well, good luck with that, Marie. And this is our last question from Liza. She says, My 16-month-old is teething and getting top and bottom molars. Since this started, he's been unable to get himself to sleep without me lying next to him. He's in a cot next to my bed. He's waking twice through the night. Previously was sleeping through. He won't settle until I feed him back to sleep or sucks on my chest. Am I creating a bad, ha- bad habit? I'm exhausted. Please help in capitals. Mm -hmm. This has been going on for about six weeks.
0: Okay. So uh, you are creating a habit, whether it's a bad habit or not. We have to work that out. Generally, um, molars don't take six weeks to come through. So what might have started as the pain of the molars waking him is now turning into the habit of the behavior of waking and if his molars were coming through, generally if you give them some Panadol or something to ease the pain, it will work. So if the, if you've been doing that and he's still waking up and still feeding, it's falling more towards being a habit than maybe what started it as the molars coming through. So I think now it is more a behavioural than it is a problem, as in that the teething was the problem So the first thing I would probably do at 16 months is move him into his own room because the other thing I think might be happening is when he wakes up, he sees you just over there and so he calls for you. So you go to him and or alternatively is you sleep in the lounge room or another room and leave him in the room with your husband to settle him or your partner to settle him so that he doesn't associate you getting up and looking at him with a breastfeed. So a few nights of settling him and if you feel he really is teething to give him something to relieve that pain and generally speaking it should settle down and then once he's more settled then you can come back into the room or if you've done it the other way where you've moved him into his room then he will have made that transition through to his own room. Whichever one suits you as a family would probably work.
1: Good luck with that, Liza, and that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for all your questions, whether it was on Facebook or through text or through mm. calling us. Um, unfortunately, it's all we have time for today. If you love Kindling Helpline, you can vote for it as part of the Australian Podcast Awards. Ooh. Just head to kindling.com.au forward slash vote. Helpline is part of Kindling Conversation. And if we didn't get to your question, don't forget to check out the Kindling Conversation podcast. We're all of our chats with Chris are uploaded for you to listen back to. And if you want to reach out during the week, please do. You can text us on zero four three seven double six five two hundred or email conversation at kindling.com.au.
0: Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure. Hey there. Do you love Kindling Conversation? Make your voice heard and vote for it at the Australian Podcast Awards. Head to kindling.com.au slash vote. But do it soon, because voting closes April 1st.